Wander Franco and Jose try their best enough against the St. Louis Cardinals. They just scored more runs than the Rays this time around. Say that again because it cut off completely. Like it would. Oh, the Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, so it. just restart yeah, just, from the yeah, top. We'll, okay. Yeah, we'll edit this out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the twenty-five second mark. Well, Wander Franco and Jose Siri weren't enough as the St. Louis Cardinals defeat your Tampa Bay Rays by a score of 6-4 to four at the drop. A bullpen day gone awry. We'll touch on that, plus some power rankings from Locked On starting right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on the social media channels that are out there at Locked On Rays. Uh, and email us anytime. We love the mailbag questions, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, the Cardinals defeat the Rays by a score of 6-4. to The Rays fall to 69-47 and on the year, while the Cardinals improve to 50-65. and They got win number 50. Uh, I heard that they're the last team in the National League to do that. I, I've not looked at the standings lately, but I can just tell you that the Cardinals are not a good team this year. They're even worse post-trade deadline, so it's unfortunate that the Rays uh, took the L in that regard, but at this point, um, it's about winning series, and they'll have a chance to do that uh, tonight. Yeah, and as we're recording right now at 10.20 p.m. on a Wednesday, the game uh, in Baltimore has not ended, but it's looking good. So I just want to put it out there that uh, right now we're currently two and a half games back, but it could go back to two games if the Astros finish off that game. Uh, look, bullpen days are fun. They are entertaining as a fan when you understand that every guy is going to have a different look and, and you get sidewinder, uh, side winders and, and different pitches, and, and that's all fine and dandy. But, you know, one guy, two guys might not be 100%, and then now you're – you're uh, behind the eight ball and that's what happened. You know, Jalen Beeks, I thought he was fine. I think that first inning well, he was incredible, man. Yeah. Um, I got to give a shout out to Austin Holloway who invited me to the game. We were right there behind home plate and he was looking so fresh, man. That first inning. I mean, Austin was telling me he does not want to go back to triple a after that first inning. <laughs> and right. it seemed like that's exactly what um, that chip on his shoulder. But, then, yeah, he got some, uh, a little bit of trouble in the second inning, and then Kevin Kelly got um, even into more trouble in his outing. You know, he, he's been fine, but, again, he's a rookie pitcher, and uh, he's going to have those things happen to him. And besides, you know, again, bullpen days are difficult. One guy or two guys are not on their game. It's going to be tough. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because it would have been Shane McClain's 
uh, Shane McClanahan's scheduled date to pitch, although in Shane McClanahan's current state or state since mid-June, it it probably would have worked out the same way, unfortunately, for the Rays. But yeah, that's a good point where you have to have five, six, seven guys, pitchers on their game at the same time. That's just not an easy feat uh, in any regard. Yeah, I wonder if... um, the Rays maybe could have just uh, let the string go on Jalen Biggs. I don't know what he's worked up to or just see, hey, can you give us three? Can you give us four? Can you give us four in a third? I mean, there wasn't anything that I thought that said, oh, my gosh, uh, he is a disaster waiting to happen. But um, I'm not the manager. So, yeah, yeah, no. Um, good point. Maybe maybe that's what they pre-planned and um, and, and that was it. You know, two innings yeah. per but uh, yeah, he looked good, man. And I, I, I do have a bone to pick with look, Kevin Kelly has been fine and he's been at more than fine. He's exceeded expectations, especially he's as a rookie, a guy that nobody had heard of. That was uh, what a rule five pick. Um, yes. we, we knew about the uh, unique quirky arm angle, which I think there's something to be said for that, having the different looks and, um, you know, being able to befuddle hitters and, and each time, uh, through the order, giving giving guys a different taste now and again. But sometimes you're going to get beat up, especially as a rookie. And as much as the Cardinals have been crap this year, their offense is still potent. It is still powerful. I didn't see many position players that the Cardinals uh, traded off or gave away on their roster. They still have the likes of Goldschmidt and Arenado and Nolan Gorman, just big old dudes that uh, can intimidate you and hit the ball out of the ballpark and hit the ball hard and find holes in the defense as well and take advantage of opportunities. You you leave a hanger up, uh, those guys are going to do some sort of uh, damage with it. Yeah, they are. Um, but I'm not really upset about the outing itself because, okay. like you said, the, all of those things are completely right. What I'm upset about is the um, – not upset about, but I just like ah, – it's like a, a that kind of itch that you don't really notice until it's been a minute and you're like, oh, that's 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 bothering me. His post-game conference, uh, post-game uh, statements, he attributed everything to bad luck, kind of. He's like, no, I don't want to say bad luck. I don't want to say lucky hits, but, you know. I was just like, I don't like when pitchers do that. I don't like it. I, I mean, you can like it. He can like it. She can like it. They can like it. I don't like it. I don't like it because it's poo-pooing the, the opponents. They did their job. I mean, and, right. and again, if you're, if, you're list, if you're a Locked On Race listener and, and, and a race fan, and you're saying, well, uh, they were lucky hits, Ulysses, just put yourself in the other situation. If... A cardinal, a, if a cardinals pitcher, a Yankees pitcher, let's make that a Yankees pitcher goes and they're in the race win, and the Yankees pitcher goes like, well, I don't want to say lucky, but you know, kind of lucky hits. Would you like that as a race fan? I don't think so. Uh, so I, I just, I'm not a fan of when pitchers attribute, you know, the Savon low exit velo as guys getting like, you didn't do their job, they did. Right. I'm sorry. Let other people say that. Not you. Hey, at least he uh, stepped up and, and made some comments after giving up uh, five hits and three earned runs and a walk uh, over the course of two innings, which uh, put a sour taste uh, 
for the rest of that game for sure. Um, we have more to discuss, but first we have to tell you about Game Time. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Just buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through that email of yours. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNMLB, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Looking at uh, the game and it being a bullpen day, Beeks, Kelly, Armstrong, Stevenson, Poche, Diekman, uh, Jason Adam, and Pete Fairbanks did not pitch. But if you add those two into the fold with the other guys I mentioned, just bringing this up as a question or a point, does that give you confidence as a Rays fan that that bullpen can be solid enough in the playoffs with everything else that is going on on this roster between offense, defense, starting pitching. It's a good bullpen. It's not, it's not, it's the, not the best that we've ever yeah. seen. And in, in an age where you don't really know what this offense is going to give you, you are really kind of struggling with your starters, which means that you have to put more innings on the, on, on the bullpen, which we saw that today. Right. It's already it's behind the eight ball again. Uh, so yes, have, is it a good bullpen? Yeah, but it's not it's not the best, and not it's not the best right now in the in the yeah. league, and obviously not the best that we have seen as race fans. I just think that uh, race fans included spoiled because the bullpens have been so good. You know, one, two, three, four in the league, and this I have not looked up the numbers lately, but middle ish of the pack top third maybe it but it doesn't seem to have that uh that pizzazz of of prior iterations and then you yeah. add the uh starting pitching injuries on top of it um it it doesn't look too too great there but i think there's there's some silver linings in there there's some guys in there that have potential and they can go on a streak or they can go on a good run looking at you poche stevenson armstrong deekman some others as well um so i'd be very deekman's been the man like yeah. Uh, I I really like his delivery. I really like what he has brought. That was a really smart move by the front office. So Diekman has been my my guy since since coming in. Um, go back on the tape. I really like that that pickup. I I do have a question for you because we didn't get to talk to, about about this together. We did in the in the separately in in the episode on Tuesday, but or rather Wednesday. Is it possible? to say these two things at the same time. Uh, Eflin, Glasnow, and Savali are enough to, to go deep into the playoffs. Can you say that? And then, you know, you, you haven't really lost anything with Shane McClanahan. 
Can you say that and at the same time say Shane McClanahan is a Cy Young caliber pitcher? Can you say those two things at the same time? I would say yes. Yeah, absolutely. You can say those things. Wouldn't it be a mutually exclusive? Like, how can you say that everything is fine when you just are also saying you just lost a Cy Young pitcher? Because the Rays are balanced and, and strong enough in other areas as well. Um, so I don't know if you're, are, are you disagreeing with that? You don't think that Eflin and Savali and glass now are enough to get through. I mean, I, I look at the, the playoffs as a crapshoot oftentimes, and we have to also see how healthy these other teams are going to stay. I I'm just not willing to give up on the season when, you know, we're not even in late September or October yet. Let's let the no, no. games play in the season, go through the string. I'm not saying, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, this is great news that Shane McClanahan is hurt and and he's gone for good. But um, this team has dealt with adversity. And I think um, this clubhouse is strong enough to, you know, kind of find some some inner strength and inner wisdom. I mean, how many injuries have they dealt with in in previous years and still gone incredibly and extremely far further than anybody else expected? Uh, Yes, but what I'm saying is, I don't think that when you, I mean, one of those three guys is being replaced, is replacing a Cy Young con, a con, contender. Okay. Is it not? Is it, I think Glass so. now, when he, when Glass now is on his game and healthy, he is a Cy Young contender, or he pitches like a Cy Young contender. So, so there's your Cy Young right there. So so Glass now is not being. Um, so he would have been there if Shane would have been there. So who is the odd man out? If Shane McClanahan was there, which one is the drop off? Is it Eflin or is it Savali? Oh, I'd say Savali most likely. Sure. I think so too. So all I'm saying is that, I, I don't know. I feel like it's okay to say chances have decreased. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm, but I'm the, not, the, but yeah. the but the world isn't on fire, and 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 the season is lost. I'm not saying that, but I do feel like it has to be it has to be acknowledged that if we believe that Shane McClanahan is a Cy Young type pitcher, which he has shown to be two years in a row, then we have to admit that this loss is a, it's a big yeah. punch. I will say though, um, again, just trying to play devil's advocate to some extent. It's not like Shane McClanahan had been dealing up to this injury. Like he'd been crummy for a month and a, a half, month? more than a month and a half, and he'd been on the injured list. And I know the yeah. Rays had, you know, had their worst month in July, but um, it's not like this came out of nowhere. Where oh my gosh, Shane McClanahan has carried us so far this season, and now we're screwed. Like they've yeah. weathered the storm, or they can, I think weathered the storm through this. Now, if one more of those guys go down, then I think all bets are, are more or less off the table. Um, again, I'm not yeah. confident that Taj Bradley can can handle and step up in that role as of yet, maybe down the line when he has more experience, sure. But um, I think there's um, there's too much to play for to, to just uh, wilt away and say, oh, let's not even watch. Let's let's move on to uh, football season, college football no, no, starting, no. NFL starting. It it it's too early for that, but I just I just wanted to acknowledge that I think the the race have taken a, a big hit here. I uh, but you know obviously they can get it done. Glass now, Savali and, and Eflin, but I just wanted to acknowledge that. Like yeah, this is 
this is a, a, a big punch in, in the yeah. gut. But and it's not just it? for this year, but next year too. I mean, he could miss a huge chunk of next year. Yeah. Um, well, you, you could know, you could be missing Springs for uh, uh, sometime next year, McClanahan for sometime next year, and Dr- Rasmussen. So it, it just becomes kind of a, a, a of a thinker of like, okay, well, does that mean that 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 glass now definitely stays because you need an ace because you need somebody to have that rotation spot or do you go hmm we might not have it for next year do we just sell high on glass now like that could have happened too you know that could be that could be something to think about as well so um i mean luckily uh they have wonder franco playing well and other portions of the offense playing well um as we saw um in uh, today's game or early, whatever we're recording on a Wednesday evening it is what it is. Um, but uh, it's, it's nice to see Jose Siri um, continuing to lead the team in Homer. man. He's got some easy power. I don't know how he does it. If he could just, I I'm going to harp on the, the strikeout rate and the on-base percentage. Then again, uh, if he, had, if he was that much better in, in strikeout rate and on-base percentage, you'd be looking at a, an MVP, but he, he legitimately has, and just the defense to how he has so much flair out in center field and lifts the glove up at the very last second. And he just brings a lot of uh, enthusiasm and, and fun to the game, which I think is, is needed, but dynamic, dynamic, dynamic player. And I mean, I think he, he has the skill set to be, you know, a 25, 45 player. If it, if it worked out, I know the stolen bases aren't, on uh, par this season, but because um, he needs to get on base, because yeah, he doesn't he have to the opportunity to, to to get on base, you know. And, and yeah, when he's he either striking to... out or hitting homers, I guess, or and making yeah. incredible plays defensively uh, in the outfield, just over the shoulder grabs that just super you know, hard balls hit off the bat, and it's the he, jump. it doesn't throw him off. Like he just he just glides and jogs, and and I honestly thought in that game that he was going to leg out uh, that infield hit. But uh, Nolan Arenado doing Olin, uh, Nolan Arenado things. The the transfer from uh, glove to hand is just uh, on another yeah, level. Kidding. And yeah, I th- I thought he was safe at, at that point, but then I saw the replay and he was out. But and that was part of the reason why the Cardinals won that game is because their defense stepped up between him and Tommy Edmond and some others as well. So yeah, the Edmond play really got my yeah that 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 was good. Uh, no, Siri, he's he's surprising everybody, even su- surprising himself. He said in the in the post game, you know that he has been a little bit surprised about his power. Twenty three in in mid August. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. That this guy, if yeah. if you're looking into two three years in the future and he stays healthy, I mean, and, and he grows even more into his body because he's a young dude. So you're seeing what thirty homer power from your center fielder? Like, yeah, I mean, he's he's probably great, one of man. the um, the lighter or lightest guys on the team. I think. Well, yeah, Curtis Mead is listed as lighter than Jose Siri, but if he continues to be in in the shape he's in and and maybe, yeah, like you said, grows and develops into his body, maybe that brings on a little bit more power. Um, So we saw that. We saw Wander Franco hitting a moonshot. Uh, It's nice to see, you know, guys going toe-to-toe, and maybe there's some inner competition there uh, between teammates, between Paredes and and Randy and Wander and Siri of, Hey, who's going to lead the team in homers? Oh, yeah. I think there might be a little, little game with that, which Paredes, like I, I saw a stat on Valley sports that he's, he's up there with a uh, guy's name, Shohei Otani and Adolis Garcia for, for most home runs since July or in the month of July. And like we had, we haven't even talked about Isak Paredes. I guess he, he just continues. He's 
perpetually and perennially under the radar. I guess it's just because we know he's always – all his home runs are pool homers. So it's like, oh, seen this before, been there, done that. It's just – I don't know. I can't really explain it because we – it's partially our fault, but partially I think everybody's fault that they don't give any attention to Paredes. For well, you know what? I, I got to get on yesterday's episode. Oh, okay. Episode, yeah. I I went off. I got on my little platform and I went off East and I said, Isaac Paredes needs to be in the lineup every day. Punto. Don't give me swing planes. Don't give me matchups. Don't give me, well, on Wednesdays, he eats soup. And this pitcher really strikes out guys who eat soup on Wednesday. So we're going to sit him down for this one. No, I don't need that. This is the Jeff Kepinger 2012 moment where B.A. said in like early August, Joe Madden needs to put Jeff Kepinger in the lineup every day. So this is me saying this. Isai Paredes needs to be in the lineup every day. Unless he's hurt, unless he's nursing something, fine. But not because, oh, I like this matchup. No, he's your guy. Just like Wander's your guy at shortstop. Just like Yandy needs to be in first base or DH. Like you find a place. You can find a place for Isaac Curtis, a third, second, first, or DH every single day. Enough. Yeah. Enough playing. This guy needs to play, man. He's one of your best run producers. And if you see the month to month, he's always been above average WRC plus wise. Like, right. This guy needs to play, man. Enough. Yeah, and, and you wonder what if that is the case and he continues to perform like he is, what that means for a guy like Curtis Mead, who I think is maybe pressing a little bit and, and trying to find his footing and trying to find his way. But Predis at this juncture has it, and that's why I continue to go back and harp on the point of you don't want to mess with this group too much. We can you know talk about all these prospects we love and what they could be, what Kyle Manzardo could be or could have been, what Curtis Mead could be or could have been, Jonathan Aranda even. But it's like you've got a pretty solid core right now that have been there, done that, shown it, and have playoff experience, which um, you know kind of goes into our power ranking segue to some extent um, that uh, we have here. Uh, I don't know if we've even... Uh, discuss the uh, locked on MLB, MLB power rankings uh, that the fellow locked on host vote upon, but uh, they have collectively voted the Rays fifth. I'll just run through the top 10 Braves, Orioles. There it is on YouTube Braves, Orioles, Rangers, Dodgers, Rays, Astros, Blue Jays, Phillies, Giants, and Mariners. Um, and then, uh, Number 30, by the way, is uh, the athletics. But um, my point was, you know, a team like, and, and we've mentioned this before, a team like the Orioles, they don't have that playoff experience collectively as a group, maybe a guy here or there. But I think that's something that plays to the Rays' advantage. Is It also plays to the Braves and the Dodgers and the Astros' advantage. And you can go on down the list even to um, the Blue Jays as well. But looking at those rankings is uh, I guess my question based on um, that is out of those teams, do you have a clubhouse leader as of today for who would be the best, most likely world series contender? Is it the Braves? Is it the Orioles? Is it the Rays? Is it the Dodgers? Is it the Rangers? Is it somebody else? Is it Houston? 
I I really like the Braves, man. I, I think they, yeah. they've got everything under control. I think their team OPS is like near 800. It's it's silly. It's silly what they're doing there in Atlanta. Uh, and they've got the pitching to boot. Um, they've got Sh- Sean Murphy and Travis Darno as a catching t- tandem. Like, what? Like, how do you <laughs> – what? That's, that's, that's ridiculous, man. Uh, so, yeah, I, they've got an MVP-type guy. Uh, uh, at, third, at third base, too, Austin Riley. Um, something fell. Uh, third base, Acuna. Dude, I, I just – Olsen is, like, hitting bombs every day now. It's, that's a very good team. That's a very good team. Uh, so I would get them the edge. I don't, I don't um, disagree much with the top five. I mean, Braves first, yeah. Orioles second, they look really good. Um, is the bullpen going to hold on um, and be that effective? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Rangers, all-star galore infield. Mm-hmm. So is Josh Young going to be a, a detriment You know, with the thumb injury? Is he going to be out enough time that he might not be back? The Dodgers, they're a wagon. Um, and then the race. I think that's yeah. a good top five. Yeah. What's amazing about the Braves is they, unless I'm missing something, I do, cannot keep up with all the injuries and updates and this and that and the transaction wire. I just don't have time for that. But Max Freed, Kyle Wright, and Charlie Morton, they legitimately, assuming they're healthy at this point, get to 200 innings a piece. Freed has 185 and a third. Wright has 180 and a third. And Morton has 172. And uh, you have two other guys that have well over 100. Spencer Strider, 131 in two thirds. And Ian Anderson, 111 in two thirds. So I think uh, they should be well enough set for a playoff run. We know who they're, I mean, we think we know who they're uh, one, two, three, and they if needed a four or five and go on down the list from there as well. Yeah. How many did you, did you even name Spencer Strider? No, you didn't. Yeah, Spencer Strider is the number four guy, 131. Uh, And Kenley Jansen having a resurgence with uh, 41 saves this year. Of course. No, again, like they're, they're wacky. Yeah. They have the, the fountain of youth, the magic fairy dust uh, to get guys on, on the right track or they get guys that, are already good and make them better. There's there's next, something next going thing, on. Next thing yeah, you know, Johnny Perinos is going to just be, you know, starting I, a playoff game for them. You that's know what I've been saying? Um, something could happen or at least get some meaningful uh playoff action. I I you know it, it might be a case of the 2020s being these are the teams that win World Series. It's either going to be the Braves, the Dodgers, the Astros. That's it. You can just kind of uh you know put those three three balls uh in, in a glass and pick them out, you know? Year yeah, by year, no. Basically. Okay. So we both agreed the Braves are the number one favorite right now. Yeah, I would say so as of this yeah. juncture and, and maybe the uh, YouTube commenters uh, have some uh, other ideas. I'd be curious to see if anybody says, Hey, are, are do you have the Rays as uh, the top world series contender? I, I don't know many who would, um, you know, maybe uh, in uh, early mid April, we would have thought that after that 13 and zero again, Long season. Hold up, question. A lot of things question. can happen. This was this was done before the Shane McClanahan news, right? So they got Braves, Orioles, Rangers, Dodgers, Rays. Houston is at number six. After the Shane McClanahan news, 
Does this make you think that Houston has a better shot at the World Series than the Rays? Or would you still yeah, put the I'd Rays above so. the Astros? Yeah, yeah I'd too. put the Astros ahead of the Rays. And I might even put the Blue Jays ahead of the Rays. Okay, I won't go that far. You know how I feel about the Blue Jays. I think they're I an overrated, bet, a bit better version of the Chicago White Sox. I think it, they're overrated. Right. Yeah. But I, again, that's why I kind of go back to, um, again, McClanahan news, all that uh, taken into account. So remember 2021, the, the Rays won 100 plus games and they wilted. So yeah. that stuff can happen as well. The but, Phillies, how many wins did the Phillies have last year? 88, yeah. 87. They yeah. got to the World Series game six, man. But I'm, I'm willing to put it on the board. I Rangers versus Braves. Uh, it would be fun. It would, uh, that would be a yeah. fun World Series. Again, this is August 9th. So a lot can yeah. happen. But, you know, the division's still at play. You can still get through it. But it's going to be tougher now. And that's, I think, something that we need to acknowledge as race fans. Is It's going to be tougher now. It was going to be tougher without Springs. Then it was going to be tougher without Rasmussen. And it has been. And now it's going to be tougher without Shane McClanahan. That is fair. Uh, for all we know, it could be uh, a Blue Jays Brewers World Series. It, crazy <laughs> things have happened. Just saying. <laughs> all right. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Uh, we plan to have Evan Klosky on Friday's show. Uh, so. Yes. Sure, he has some comments on the Shane McClanahan uh, information there. Uh, in the meantime, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.